Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, I'm bringing on yet another new podcast co-host for you. That's right, fresh meat, hitting the grinder. Uh, the gentleman I'm bringing on today, I've constantly promoted the power of LinkedIn and the power of networking and getting yourself out there. Well, here we go. This is how we're bringing on the latest co-host for you guys. He's the founder of Unique Designs. This is a full-service graphic design, branding, and marketing company. We're going to vibe a lot on this episode because I play around in that space too. He's the author of the bestseller, Refuse to Give Up. Okay, I'm really going to dig into that. Okay, motivation, inspiration, that's what we're all about. So as a self-taught graphic designer and brand consultant, he's overcome all the odds to build a wildly successful multi-million dollar business over the past decade. He has worked with a diverse range of business owners and professionals, including, that's right, people, John Bon Jovi, okay? I'm right now in town, Pennsylvania. I'm right next door to Jersey. We all know John Bon Jovi. And internet marketing expert Russell Brunson. Can't wait to geek out about that because I'm following him as well. Who has named Henry the million-dollar designer. So ultimately, Henry is dedicated to helping small businesses grow, reach their goals through creative design, brand building, which will allow entrepreneurs to design the life of their dreams. Okay, I'm, I'm loving the bio. So without further ado, Henry Kaminsky Jr., sir, welcome to the show. Scott, my man, well, thank you for allowing me to, to be on the show today. And it was awesome that we linked out on, uh, linked up on LinkedIn. I'm, again, I'm new to the, I've been on LinkedIn for a long time, but I'm really starting to dig my teeth into it because I'm just starting to find really high quality folks like yourself and uh, it's making my life a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> I love the transparency. Okay, because let's be real. We just kind of like threw the tagline up before we hit record today that, okay, everybody's like the classic saying of, oh man, you got to work smarter, not harder. Okay, well, what if you did both and imagine the achievement of your goals at the end of that life cycle of trying to bang out both at the same time? I'm just throwing that out there. So I've been on LinkedIn since it was founded, man. So like when I, I found that, I mean, shit, I don't even know when the hell it was founded, actually. Hold on. <laughs> well, hold on. When did you join? Do you have a rough idea? I think 14. Oh, I'm definitely on before that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, all right. So while, while we're geeking out about this, I'm actually going to Google this because this came up probably about two weeks ago, and I could not remember when LinkedIn was founded. And I <laughs> use quotes from Reed Hoffman all the time. Uh, because I mean, he's your marketer. You probably know his quote about the whole. I'm not. I'm not going to say it's verbatim, but if you're not embarrassed by the first product you've released, um, you basically waited way the hell too long. So that's right. Okay, that's right. Um, now, you do you use that with your customers at all? You know, it's funny with with my customers. It's like my big mo is this: the quality of your brand will determine the quality of your clients. Bottom line. Okay. You know. If you want cheap clients, sell cheap product. I like that. If you want <laughs> cheap clients, sell cheap products. Okay, so this comes up all the time, okay? I don't know how viral you are. And, you know, let's go ahead and bring this out here because our target audience is like the millennials, the Gen Xs. I, I was explaining to you how I'm really trying to give back, right? And I want to make sure our co-hosts are doing the same. I mean, so what genre are you? Like, what generation are you, man? I, I, are, you, are you with me in the Gen X world? I believe, well, I was born in 80, so help me out, Scott. Oh, shit, you're younger I, than me. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in 77. All right, so, yeah. All right, so, you, you are actually on the cusp. 
So yes, that's what I thought. So you were so. meant to come on this show. There you go. <laughs> and, uh-huh, here we go. LinkedIn founded 2012, uh, sorry, 2002 in Mountain View, California. There you go. So I will actually correct myself. Actually, no, I'm not going to correct myself. I was definitely on by then because I graduated high school in 95. I was at Penn State in 96 and 98, and I was already working for a startup call center company from 95 to 99. And I do remember joining LinkedIn during that time, like right after that time. So after 99, let's see, 2002, boom, I got it. I had just started working for a company here called OmniPoint on the East Coast, cellular phone mm. company. West Coast, they were known as Western Wireless. Then all of a sudden, they, I don't know, got bought out or rebranded as VoiceStream Wireless. And then to this day, they are now known as T-Mobile. That's right. So there's your legacy, right? So in 2001, I was a call center monkey sitting behind the desk answering phone calls. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Right. Do you have an it. idea? Oh, 2001, what do you got? What do you got? What do you think oh you were doing? Oh my God, 2001, I just graduated Kutztown University. I think it- Boom, there's our local connection. Yep, yep, yep. Um, my God, I, I, I'll, take you, I'll take you through the quick and, and easy of it. Uh, it was right after 9-11, and I, nobody was hiring nope. and I was graduating. So my uncle Joe at the time, well, he's still a very, very successful um, construction. He owns a big construction company to do highway construction in New Jersey. Oh man. So he's working with all of the civil engineering departments, the state engineering, uh, yeah. all of that. So he actually um, at the time was building the, the children's hospital of a local hospital here in Northern New Jersey. And so I reached out to uncle Joe. I said, uncle Joe, nobody's really hiring. I got my resume. I'm fresh out of college. Like, can you help me get a job? And he said, yeah, well, let me see what the hospital's doing. Maybe we'll get you in there, you know, hmm couple years to move you up, you know, get you, get you to where you want to be. So I did <laughs> eight years later, you know, so I got in there, I was graduate, I graduated high, a college and I get in there as a registrar. So a, a, a same day surgery registrar. So basically my p- job, my big job and responsibility was to just check insurance, verify insurance from 8am to about 12 noon. And then from 12 noon to 5 p.m., I would sit in the waiting room and update patients, family members. Oh, man, you're doing like data entry, man. Pretty much. Yeah, database management, data entry. Yep. And then make sure that the coffee pots were clean. That was my job. We all start somewhere. I love it. That was my job for two years. And eventually that I couldn't take it anymore. So I kept applying for these positions and applying for these positions. And um, I went for my master's degree. I said, listen, maybe if I get my master's degree, I'll move up. So I get my master's degree. I'm 23 years old. Man, it's just some hustle. Went after the, yep. after the master's. I never bothered going that way. I was like, uh, checked out, and, save the money. And I still couldn't get a damn uh, management job. Why? Because I didn't have any experience. Oh, boom. Okay, we got to pause here. Oh, this has come up on so many podcasts. Okay, obviously, I love your tagline. We help entrepreneurs design reputable and profitable brands to our listeners, guys. Again, if this is unique designs ending in a Z.net. And, you know, to hook up my, my, my North Jersey brother here, we're going to go ahead and do some screen sharing for the video peeps. So, again, <laughs> we help entrepreneurs design reputable and profitable brands. Okay, but on the pause factor here, and actually, you can see his face in the background playing, besides obviously the video feed once I stop sharing. Uh, but the. <sighs> The entrepreneurial struggle. This is pre-entrepreneurial struggle, man. You're you just unlocked a classic thing that we're hearing about all the time, man. Which is, 
hey, guess what? You can have all the college credentials you want, but in the real world, you don't know shit. So, and this is really impacting the millennial generation right now because they're like, oh man, I'm gonna, because I mean, I'll tell you this, when I, when I went to college, I was not supposed to go to college. I grew up on a farm. I was actually born in Jersey, mind you. I was born in Hunterdon County, Flemington, New Jersey. That's central Jersey. Mm-hmm. My dad had a dairy farm down there when dairy farms still existed <laughs> in that part of the state. <laughs> um, I think it's a housing development now. And we did not reap the rewards on that one. Um, so, But uh, anyway, the, the point here is that I didn't grow up with that life path to help you out. And just through changing my circles of influence in high school, I, I, I started working at a grocery store, like one of my one of my first jobs, and started making friends with guys from other other schools. We, we started shooting pool and billiards together and stuff. And then they're like, oh, man, what are you doing next? And I'm like, oh, well, they're, they're going to go to college at Penn State and study engineering. And I'm like, okay, farm kid, I've built shit. Like, all right, maybe I'm supposed to be an engineer. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like, hey, let's chase the college dreams. And, yeah. you know... And I kind of already hinted at it earlier. I took a break and did the whole, okay, worked for a company. Because I had to pay my own way through school, dude. Like, I, did, mm. I didn't have any support there. How many kids are dealing with that? Mm. Let's be real. This, uh, you know, tuition support? Let's, <laughs> that's a joke. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So another reason why maybe you want to actually have some hustle and have some real-life experience, because I worked my way through school. And what you just kind of hinted at here was, hey, guys, uh, I went ahead and went back to school thinking that that would fill in the checkbox to get me to move up and move into management. Now, were you doing that on nights and weekends? Like adult, no, was, adult stuff yeah, or like, I yeah. I was doing nights and weekends. Boom. Yep. Yep. So it was like, I got to sacrifice social life. I got to just grind this out. And uh, I got my master's at Fairleigh Dickinson University up there in um, Teaneck, New Jersey, which it was a great, great program. I learned so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I got had the greatest professors. However, it still didn't do much for me at all at the time. At the time. At the time. Yeah. Now it has paid me back in spades. Why? Because when I got my master's in business management, my dream was to have a have a design company on the 52nd floor in downtown Manhattan, you know, the Wait, big this was after 9-11? You were thinking the- about this? Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got some balls, bro. <laughs> right? So, you know, that was my dream to build this big agency and, 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 and work with these giant names. And, you know, as I realized the reality of all of that and what that would cost. Oh, God, cost alone. Yeah, I got I got grounded real real quick. So <laughs> wait, what what did you do? Would you look at the first uh, square footage of cost per square foot of rentals uh, space in New York City? Pretty much, because that would do it for me. I'd be like, yeah. uh, no. But it's nine thousand dollars a square foot. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Wait, is that a real so, number? <laughs> no, 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 no. I because mean, I I wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it really wouldn't. It really wouldn't. But anyway, so I, I I finally get this position. I went on like seventeen interviews for this one position. At the, at the children's hospital. And uh, it was for the Sudden Infant Death Syndrome Center. And this I've particular- done some charity work with that organization. Amazing organization. Oh, you did? Very yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I've done a random charity start for freaking years. Like, it's been crazy. Diabetes oh to cancer to, to that organization. I just did a big fundraiser for cystic fibrosis. So, yeah, I this is how I fill my free time. I don't have kids. Oh, very <laughs> unlike, cool. unlike you, sir. <laughs> very cool. So- I, I, I finally get that position and um, I was in charge of creating fundraising events for the program. And then I had the cool opportunity to take those funds and actually 
create uh, events for the families that unfortunately had this happen to them in their lives. Um, So I had this great idea to reach out to Z100, one of the biggest radio stations. Yep. And so I reached out, cold turkey, emailed one of the girls on the morning show, and she freaking responded. And she said- right away? Like within a day or two. Mm. And she was like, I would love to support you. Now, she just was ha- she just had her first baby, so it was perfect timing. Oh, so wow. she, she brings me and one of the doctors into the, into the um, station. She does this whole interview. She does this big promotion. She shows up at the event. We did this whole thing. The event raised a whole bunch of money. So here's the cool part. So I needed a whole bunch of marketing material to promote this bad boy. Sure. So I reached out to one of my buddies who was a graphic designer. And, and mind you, I didn't even know what graphic design was okay. at the time. Pause for the listeners. You, you, and, you just plugged in another key thing. We already talked about the power of your network. Boom. Okay, keep going. I just want to throw so, that out there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting. It's a Sunday morning. I'm sitting in his room. We're designing these flyers for the, for the, for the, uh, for the promo for the event and I'm just enamored by graphic design. So Oh, that's I, totally a talent. I outsource that. I don't have that talent. Okay. Right. They, they always tell you, man, like invest in your strengths, you know, outsource your weaknesses. Boom. I'm like, yeah. I'll sit so, there in awe and be like, man, you got skills. Yeah. <laughs> so I I I said to myself, this is something that I'm going to pursue. And so what happened was after the event was finished, I went to my boss at the hospital and I said, you got to buy me the Photoshop program with, with business dollars because it's an nice. investment, but I'll be able to do all of the invites and stuff myself. We'll be saving a ton of there money. And, and using like Adobe Illustrator and stuff like that. Right. Yep. She, she said, no problem, Henry, do it. Really? So I, I purchased the program and I went to town. And so <laughs> what happened was I would take my laptop home with me and I would start studying and I would start doing some side projects and, and within three Wait, years- Wait, hold on real quick. Are you trying to tell me that if we just spend a little bit of time doing some DIY, we might learn something? There you go. Oh, interesting. So, <laughs> so what happens is, I'm trying to f- f- speed up this, this, this story a little oh, bit. Oh, no, man, roll with it. Okay, all right, fine. So I, we, because I'm, I'm just plugging in here because like, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've coached people on this. I'm like, dude, if you really fall in love with something and you think you could pull it off, maybe you don't want to outsource it. Maybe you want to at least learn enough about it so then he's like, okay, maybe I do want to keep doing that. Or once you learn enough about it, you know how to outsource it, right? right? It's like, this is what I expect out of you, my VA, my virtual assistant, or my outsourcer. And that's what I'm, I'm hearing you right now, man. And that's how I'm vibing. I'm like, dude, I'm yeah. going to do just enough to get to the point where I'm like, okay, is this annoying <laughs> or, or do I actually enjoy this? And if I enjoy it, I'm going to keep doing it. If it gets annoying, okay, I'm going to learn just enough to know how to, how to outsource this and what to charge somebody, et cetera. There you go. So I, I, so three years, I build up this little book of business and I was in the, I was in the nightlife space. You know, I loved going out to the clubs and stuff. And (laughs) so I actually got so fast with the graphic design work and creating these flyers. I was doing from North to South Jersey, from tip to toe. I, I did, I worked for every nightclub in the state. I was in New York city. I was doing crazy amounts of work now i was still working for the hospital so what happened was I do, I'll keep going i'm gonna share your website because like sometimes it freaks people out my co-host when all of a sudden the screen changes so oh yeah no, I, no. I just, while, while you're giving us a story i just want to show it off because there's a really yeah. cool thing on your website the whole eyeball thing with the colors keep going yeah so <laughs> we so 
Yeah, there's the handsome guy. No. Yeah, well, hold on, real quick. Oh, there I, you are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but so we, I love the colorful eye shot down here. Yeah, that one's really cool. So the hospital started going into some downside. Well, they got into some trouble and they started to unleash and unravel and really started to downsize and cut a lot of corners. So what year was this? This was 2000 and end of 2006. Oh, this is before the whole recession bubble pop. Yeah. So wow. they were going through some, 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 some serious stuff. So anyway, the, the hospital comes and says, listen, um, come first of the year, we're eliminating your position here. You're going to be downsized into a administrative role. So you're going to be someone's secretary. <laughs> and at the time they were kind of, a job. yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were kind of getting me warmed up for this because at the end of every, like at midday for a couple of months, uh, they would send me down to another department and I'd be filing papers. It was bullshit. So yeah. I was like, so they said, you can stay or you can leave. And I said, what do you think? So I left. Hold on. And- do, do you think they were trying to, okay, I want to bring up some negative past here, but do you think, hold on, I got to stop sharing. Cause I want to, I want to make sure our listeners can get your reaction. And, um, and by the way, feel free if you want to, to back off the webcam or whatever. Cause like, there they go. I don't know where your microphone's at, um, but I noticed you actually have another microphone behind you. So clearly you got a lot of tech going on over there. Uh, it's okay. I got like three more microphones off to my side too. <laughs> um, but there we go. We got a great shot of you now, but real quick, I want to pause on this because organizations do this. They freaking like, do, do you think they were on purpose almost trying to demean you a little bit? To, to see what you would do, almost like they wanted to break you. I mean, I don't know. You know this organization. Maybe they weren't trying to do that, but I've heard this time and time again. Could well, it- I had a couple other thoughts, thoughts too. So my 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 the, the children's hospital was actually named after my uncle, and they all wow. knew they all knew that my association with him and who he was and who I was to him. Okay, and, so you were taking this seriously. Hardcore. Yeah, and I, and so I feel like um, they gave it to me a little harder because you would think that they would go easy on me because of who I was related to, but hmm. it was, there was actually a lot of resentment there. Like, Why? Because I mean, guy, I, wait, do you think that they might've thought that maybe you were taking advantage of the whole family connection and you were just looking yes. for, Oh, uh, yes. So they yes. wanted to see if you were willing to prove yourself. That's right. Okay. All right. I, I'm That's picking right. up on that. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I don't need to really prove myself to anyone i have this other gig if there's anything that i want to prove i want to prove it to myself the entrepreneurial journey right and that's when it started so this is where it gets crazy so i leave there january 1st is my first day as an entrepreneur i'll never forget it and i remember putting my head down i had enough work i was grinding my ass off 22 hours a day and i the the last time i pulled my head back up was January 1st, 2008. And wow. I realized when I spoke to my accountant, um, <laughs> what actually just happened in that year. And what happened was I generated over a quarter of a million dollars in revenue. Get the hell out. And you didn't and I know. Did, I did not even know. You're just go, you're just go, go, go. And yeah. weren't even keeping track of the money. No clue. Thank God you had an accountant or a bookkeeper. My, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. <laughs> So I wake up and I say, wow, I can do this. Let's go full steam ahead. So I really got serious and, and I went for four. I made my first million after the third year and I, I just kept going and going and going. Wait, and then- th- hold on. I got to pause, dude. Three years in to an entrepreneurial initiative, 
and you you hit multi mill uh, invoicing. Yes. I, I, let's be real. We're not talking about profits. I'm, that, that's fine. That's a whole different story. We don't need to know that. But I mean, you a, invoiced three yes. million in sales. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I made my first million after the third year. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You broke the one million barrier. Still yeah. amazing. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no. You yeah, cracked. You cracked the one million dollar figure yeah. in invoiced invoiced income. Not necessarily. Obviously, we're not talking about after you you know remove your expenses. Yada yada yada. Uh, dude, strong work, my friend. Thank you. Strong and it was work. just, it was just me. I, there was no team. There was no staff. I Are you literally me? Put, this is all solo. This is me, myself and I. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I was delivering p- print design. You might be of- my new marketing hero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it, man. So, so I, I, so I cranked and cranked and cranked. And then what happened was I got burnt out. I started hating the nightlife industry. I was getting burnt left and right because I I don't blame the industry. I blame myself. Why? Because I started to get tired of it. And I was like, dude, I'm 31 years old. I'm designing flyers for nightclubs. Like there's got to be more out there for me. Yeah, you could totally outsource that shit. Come on. Right. Well, or get a VA, I, get a VA to do that for you or whatever. I was, this was all Greek to me, Scott. I oh. didn't know internet marketing. I didn't know what a VA was. Oh, Okay. All right. I knew nothing of the, I was just, I was a designer. That's all I was that made a decent living designing, but I had no life. And my wife, I I would only see my wife literally in bed when I crawled into it at three, four o'clock in the morning. And let's pause on the family element here, man. You, right before we fired off the show. And again, I'm not, I'm not a parent. I don't want to be that. Like I, I literally got fixed, dude. I got that shit clipped. Fiance, fiance paid for it, dude. She's like, no, nah. she's like, I don't want it either. Had that done in, in the past year. I love transparency, man. I say it all. Um, so I got nothing to worry about. I just gave her the damn ring finally, like in August. So it's like, I, I, and then she wanted the ring upgrade. So I just picked it up yesterday down at Steven Singer Jewelers in Philly. So I figured uh, East coaster, you know where I'm going with this. Um, but I, I respect the fact that you're a family man and you put in the hustle and you're still trying to start a family with that. But, I don't want to pause on the lifestyle. Actually, I do want to pause on the lifestyle component because people need to understand that you can put in the hustle, still build a family, still build a lifestyle balance. It just comes down to you really, really taking a serious pause and figuring out what the, where the hell is your priorities at. And I feel like that's about where you're about to dive into. And I just wanted to set the stage for that because this is really, really important because I care so much about teaching people a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Well, you, you, you hit it. So what happened was I, I got real clear on what I wanted to do. And I said, we got to figure something out here um, because this isn't where I want to go. So I started to, excuse me, I started to try to figure out. So the nightclub stuff started to phase out, right? Well, I didn't have any, a lot of corporate stuff coming in. I had a couple big liquor companies paying me close to a quarter of a million dollars between the two of them okay. a, a year. Uh, man, so I was like, work oh. that angle and get some, get a piece of the Gary Vaynerchuk market, man. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to ride this. Yeah. So I'm going to ride this out. Right. Well, what happens? Hurricane Sandy comes through. Oh, 2012. Yep. Hurricane Sandy comes through, wipes those guys out horribly. $85 million in damage and liquor oh, damage or liquor. <laughs> Liquor, lick, lick. They, they had bottles of Jack Daniels 13 miles away. What? Okay. It was crazy. Wait, were these like shore companies? They were shore based or? They were, yeah, they were, they were central to shore based. I mean, let's be real. Sandy, 
penetrated hard. Okay. I mean, uh, Eastern PA where I live, I mean, I'm only 20 minutes from the Jersey border. This area got jacked. I I was living in Colorado at the time. Quick connection on that for you is I I moved out West for a couple of years, left the corporate world and served with the federal government uh, on an elite hotshot wildland firefighting crew. So all the Mm -hmm. shit going on in LA, going on in LA, that was my bag. That's what I got to play with. So, uh, all the crazy wildfires, all that, that's what I got to do for a couple of years. Um, and then I, you know, I was like, all right, clearly this is not for me. It was amazing. It was a humbling experience. And then I moved to Colorado. Thanks to my, thanks to my firefighting career. I, I, I fell in love with Colorado mm. and then Sandy hits, you know, and, and in the wildland firefighting space, like once winter rolls in, like they get laid off, dude, you know, classic, classic business world, government world, <laughs> there's no guaranteed job. So everybody gets laid off for the winter. And my boys call me up like, yo, man, you're, you're, you're Mr. East Coast, right? Because like, no, no, Lily, everybody on my hotshot crew did not know what the hell an East Coast guy was. And, and they're like, why are you here? <laughs> anyway, different, whole different podcast. But the point was, he's like, hey, we got the chainsaws. We had the experience. Apparently, there's a shitload of tree damage out there. And at this point, I'm also you know, federally trained, U.S. Forest Service trained, certified Sawyer. I could drop a tree like on a target. Like it's crazy. So they're like, hey man, let's roll out there and let's help with some Sandy recovery. That's what brought me back to the East Coast was, was Sandy. So I just want to share that for, for your benefit. I mean, because it's like, wow. dude, like I, Sandy affected so many people in so many ways. And I, I'm hearing a negative impact to your clients, but it, it, it was me like, hey man, I was between companies and contracts and my buddy's like, hey man, we're going to pay you to take us to the East Coast because you've never been here and help us do the sales and marketing to help people with the recovery efforts and clean up their tree damage over the next like two months of Sandy recovery. Like they, they literally moved to the East Coast. And because I'm from here, I made sure they didn't pay for a hotel for the first month. I got friends with very nice houses and they were happy to have a, a chainsaw crew roll in and fucking clean up trees. <laughs> like, hey, dude, <laughs> you can stay here for a week. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Go ahead and take care of that. I mean, like some serious, you know, property. And it's, it was just funny. Like, I haven't thought about this in a while. And I was like, dude, I know you know what I'm talking about with Sandy. Because Sandy jacked Jersey up yeah. and, and Pennsylvania. So Yeah. So it was, a, it was almost, it was, a, it was a blessing and a curse. So the two, the two big liquor companies, when they reorganized and, and got back on their feet, I got the phone call that, sorry, Henry, we're bringing everything in-house. Hmm. We can't, we're not going to outsource to you anymore. So I had to Meanwhile, you're going to pay a marketing professional 50 to 80 grand a year if you actually give a shit about them uh, to hopefully generate some legitimate work if they actually have the experience that Henry has. I'm hearing a lot of ifs. So <laughs> I, I didn't even I didn't even know I did, what to say. I just literally said okay because I was so shocked and I. But just now, wanna- nowadays you could probably respond differently. You'd be like, "Great, that sounds exciting." So uh, here's my new retainer. And when shit hits the fan, you give me a call and I'll be, I got your back. Don't worry about it. I'm just saying, listen, you, you go ahead and go with that, but I, you know, I'll be here. And, but here's my new retainer rate. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. So, so now I need to figure out how to recoup about a quarter of a million in revenue. And, Ooh, wow. and I couldn't, Scott, I just, I couldn't. And so like, I, like, like, what do you mean by you couldn't like any percentage of that or because for our entrepreneurial listens, like this is a great story. I'm loving this. So what happened was I just, I was in such a low. You there? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. 
So I was at such a low in my life. There was a, some, a lot of personal stuff going on that I just couldn't understand and wrap my head around. My mindset was not in the right place. I was doing a lot of things for the wrong reasons. And uh, is that we connecting back to the whole family thing here too right now? That's right. Okay. And so, you know, I was, I was, I, I, everyone works for my uncle. Everyone in the family works for my uncle besides <laughs> a, a couple people here and there. Right. And so I had to be the nephew. I had to be the cousin. I had to be, you know, the person that said, fuck you. Yeah. I'll do this on my own. And what happened was they all resented me for that. Oh yeah, man. You're creating waves. You're breaking the protocol. You're breaking the family zone, man. Like right. you, you're daring to do something different. And I got a lot of, I've, I've actually gotten a lot of uh, kickback and believe it or not, the last time I really saw my family was at my wedding and that was it. I what, never what really, year was that? that was 2000 and uh, I should know this, right? Uh, 2000, <laughs> 2000. Thank God your wife doesn't listen to my podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was 2011. So, okay. okay. Um, Wait, it's to this day. Really? Dude, so harsh. what happened? That's so harsh. what happened was, I was like, "What do I do?" You know, uh, I just burnt a big bridge. I I didn't realize that at the time because I was so my head was so far up my ass. Yeah, but also, come on, hold on a second. All right, your your family clearly had their shit together, but so far together that everybody was depending on the family thing. So I know I'm the outside guy looking in, but I'm giving you props for big balls, bro. Like, dude. I don't want to be dependent on the family thing. I want to go out and do my own thing. I want to prove that I can pull some shit off. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to piss you guys off. I'm just trying to prove that I can do something. And this happens all the time in the entrepreneurial space to people's detriment. Sometimes they do burn a bridge so bad that, like, I, I sometimes I had to coach somebody on this. I'm like, all right, look, don't burn the bridge, okay? <laughs> it's okay to be confident in what you know you can do. Just don't basically flip them off and tell them F you and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> and that's what I did. And, and Scott, I'm, I'm super transparent with the story. So I, right. and that's, and that's what I did. And you got frustrated and it kicked back and, yeah. and, and listen, that was a consequence that I had to, uh, that's a consequence that I had to face and I'm willing to live up to that and yeah, face but hold that. on. Let's pause on that again. Like, dude, you're, you're dropping some serious bombs here. I want to make sure these under listeners understand that. I mean, I, I'm not trying to break your flow. Okay, but this is such valuable information because I had to learn a lot of this shit too. Like I've I partially burned some bridges in the past and then I had to kind of reheal and rebuild them because I got so passionate about something that I just went for it and I said, "Fuck all of you. I'm going to I'm going to prove my shit." And granted, great to be passionate, great to know know that you believe it enough in your abilities and your skill sets, but do I did I need to take it to that level? Nah. Uh, again, I can't change the past. You can't change the past. But I want to warn our listeners that if you choose this path, be careful how you articulate it, how, how you navigate it. You don't need to burn, like like uh, going back to the Viking times, right? You land on that beach. You don't need to burn all the fucking ships, dude. <laughs> no. No, you don't. No, you don't. And and so I, 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 got, I, I, I got my mindset right. Um, first. And so, so let me, so the, the business started to tank, lost a lot of money. Now I'm negative in the bank account. My wife has no idea because I'm still from Sandy or now other things. Yeah. Well, other things I started spending frivolously, you know, uh, you're, you're down in the dump. So you're, you're spending money that you shouldn't be spending on these things, but you are because you're, you're compensating, right? You're compensating instead of dealing with the core issues. 
Right. And so I basically ran the business down into the ground. And I remember like it was yesterday, I was driving home from a barbecue on a Sunday afternoon. My wife was in the car. Everything was, she thought everything was hunky dory where we get home, we jump in the bed. We're watching Real Housewives of Orange County. This (laughs) This husband sits his wife down for lunch and says to her that he is bankrupt. And oh, shit. that that was when it was like I got goosebumps. I wasn't bankrupt, but I turned the TV off, looked at my wife, and I said, "We got to talk." And I said, "Tour bad timing. Aren't- I mean, good timing, but also bad timing." <laughs> yeah, so I was like, "Tour <laughs> things aren't good. Here's what's going on, and I'll never forget it." She jumps out of bed. Uh-oh. She runs out of the bedroom, grabs the laptop, runs back into the bedroom, jumps into the bed, flips it open, looks at me. And there was like a pause. Dude, I'm, and like I that, literally, that I'm not kidding you right now. I literally have chills. I can't wait for you to respond. That, yeah, like my hair that, is standing up in my fucking arms. And that pause, I didn't know what was going to come out of her mouth next. And it was, let's get to work. Damn. Yeah. Holy and, shit. Who did you land? Yeah. Who's your lady, I, man? Yeah. She's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so she helps me do some competitive research. We start getting into hold on, real make, quick. What's her background? So she's in uh, she's in corporate. She's, okay, all right. She's a business player. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's okay. got her master's degree. Went to Fordham. Real smart girl. Very, okay. very, very bright. So we 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 realize that Henry needs some help. So he goes online and he starts looking for coaches. He just happens to bump into this young man called Russ, named Russell Brunson. Shout out starts- to Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels himself. Oh. So how did I meet him? Well, I started listening to his podcast. Oh, what, what year is this? This is, this is going back. Oh, I don't 12. even know how long Russell's had his podcast up. He's yeah. young. Yeah, so around 12, 13, I would say around 13, okay. right? Uh-huh. So I, I, he starts talking about this coaching program. I realize that it's $25,000. I don't have a pot to piss in. I call up He's and a, I, Wait, hold on. Back then, he had a 25K coaching program? Yes, yes. All right. Yeah, he yes. believed in what he was teaching. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so we, so we, we, I get on the phone with a sales guy. It's so funny because I, I use the same sales p- p- program uh, that he was using. And, uh, I realized that I couldn't afford that, but I could afford it. I I couldn't afford any of it, quite frankly, Scott, but I put 10 G's on a credit card that I didn't have. And I said, it's not, if this works, it's when When. this works. Yeah. And so I got on the, I got on the phone with him and there's click funnels. It was 60. It was maybe 61 minutes into the conversation. We're both hysterical crying and, he says to me, dude, I'm coming out with my first book. I want you to do all the design work for it, for the marketing. What? I go, dude, hold on. Ho, 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 ho. This is your first coaching call? First coaching call. Okay. First coaching so call. So again, I, I, I like, my brain's already firing on like 110 cylinders. So he totally fucking connected with your transparency and your honesty. He saw your hustle. He saw where you're at. He saw your passion. He saw your, your, you're also... Your, your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I told him this exact story. Boom. I told him this exact story. And so he hired me on the spot. It was a few grand. It was most I ever got paid in my entire life. I honest to God. Wow. And by one person for one project. And I said, wow, 
Okay. So I hustled. We started working together. His podcast image at the time was driving me crazy. So on a, <laughs> so on a Sunday night, I did a podcast cover for him. I sent it to him and I said, Russ, thanks for just helping me the past few months. I don't care if you use this or not, but this podcast cover is meant for you. He said, thank you. Didn't hear from him for Over a couple deliver weeks. on value. Over deliver right. on value. He came back to me on Thanksgiving day and said, hey man, I'm looking to do a full brand like makeover for ClickFunnels. I want to hire you. Would, you. would you take on the responsibility? Just tell me the price. Get the hell out. Dude, I'm not kidding you. I've been at a couple of conferences the past couple of years and we were, we were rapping about Russell and his click funnel thing. And I remember somebody talking about Russell, like hitting a full blown, like rebrand relaunch. Cause I totally promote it. I don't know if you agree with this, but the last time I went around the data, I believe it's like, we still recommend like every five to seven years, you got to do a little retouch, a little rebrand. Like you got to freshen some shit up, maybe even completely overhaul it. I don't know. Is, are you still going with that? Is it still like a five to seven year window? hundred percent. I mean, okay. you gotta, be, you gotta be looking in marketing in the year that you are in, hmm. you know, cause things are moving at such a rapid pace. You have to stay ahead of the game or else you look outdated, you look outnumbered and nobody's going to pay attention to you. So nice. basically, so I, I spent the next two years with him and his team. I was able to make enough revenue. I went from negative 2,500 in my bank account, which isn't much compared to some stories I've heard mm -hmm. within 18 months or six, I'm, I believe, I'm sorry, 16 months. I had over, uh, I have done over a half a million in revenue and everything was back in the black. And I started really getting into this click funnels things. And I started designing funnels for people. And then nice. that really built up a big business. And then I started to realize that I cannot do this by myself. If I want to do a million dollars a year, not every three years, then I need to level up. And so I completely rebranded my business into more of an agency. I built out a team. I, I hired coaches. I hired consultants. I hired processes and systems people. I hired copywriters. Now I built out a, a, an army of designers, replaced mm. myself completely. Now... I am the face of the brand. I am the personal brand that goes out there and does these podcasts, does works one-on-one -on -one with clients and delegates all the, 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 the hard work. Yeah. You know, not that I don't do hard work. No, anymore. No, no, no. Let's be real. Hold on. I got to pause on this. My client right now, I'm coaching her on it right now. Like literally she's bringing in all of her, like her she doesn't have all, it's not that many. It's like, there's a guy from new England, her girlfriend PA the next two days, we're doing a full immersion training. And like one of the books I recommend is, uh, you ever hear of Strengths Finder 2.0? No. I thought you were gonna go with the E-Myth or something. Uh, that's, that's on my list. That's on my list. But you're not ready for E-Myth yet. You're not ready for E-Myth yet. If you haven't done, right here, Strengths Finder 2.0 by Tom Rath. This is the key thing that I required all of her employees to do this before we even start the next two-day immersion. And she's like, why? I was like, because I did this shit back in 2014. And I've been telling you for the past two years to finish this freaking exercise so you and I could work better together. And she still hasn't done it yet. Okay? So I said, fine. If you're not going to do it for you, do it for your new employees. Because I'm a contractor. I'm a consultant. You can't tell me what to do. So I said... <laughs> I'm trying to guide you 
Okay, this is what I coach people on. Like, I'm a strategist, dude. Like, I'm all about strategy and hacking shit. I'm telling you, do this. Why? You ever hear of, uh, you know, psychological, it's called Gallup, the Gallup testing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've heard of disc profiles and all that. Come on, man. We, we, we play in the corporate world. Uh, mm-hmm. The corporate companies made me go through all that bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, when I was doing my marketing degree, study psychology. So anyway, <laughs> this guy, like, he's using the Gallup analysis. You buy the book. They give you, your, you have to buy the book. Uh, even though I'm an Audible book fan, you buy the physical book because it gives you your own unique internet code in here to set up your unique profile on their website. Oh, cool. And then you have access to that to the rest of your life. But the point is, you take their analysis. Uh, I think she said two days ago, she said it took her 20 minutes to do the whole analysis, answer all the questions. And here's the hack. Spits out your top five strengths. Not your weaknesses, not your opportunities. Like, hey, man, these are your five strengths. This is what you bring to the table. This is who you are. Whether or not you, you don't have to agree with all five. Maybe you'll agree with three or four. Doesn't matter. Next step, you don't read the whole book. You read the intro chapter, and then you skip right to your five strengths. And you read those five chapters and fuck the rest of the book. Right? I love it. Because they're your weaknesses. Why? I I'm, I'm tying this back to you. Here's the full circle. Because as you grew, this is what I'm good at. Right? Amen. I Amen. outsource the other bullshit. All right? That's right. I don't want to deal with that. Russell, he's like, clearly you got the design thing down. I'm not dealing with that. I'm outsourcing that. That's not my strength. So before I, I mean, believe me, I've been past, she was in my car. We, we, we were in North Jersey today, by the way. Uh, let's see. I was in Parsippany and then with right and then right Fairfield. Here. Oh yeah, dude. We literally stopped to pick up her client's samples that got delayed by shipment at the Hampton Inn and Hilton right off of route 10. And then they just built a new Starbucks across the freaking 10 there. And we stopped in there and grabbed the freaking latte. Not far from me at, at 9am this morning. So <laughs> How funny. How funny. You were in my backyard. Dude, we're going to have to hook up. So <laughs> anyway, so, so there so you go. Uh, there, there's a quick little happened. tip for you. <laughs> that's awesome. I wrote it down here, so I'm definitely going to pick it up. Dude, do it just to just like have fun for yourself. And then then all of a sudden, like once you do it for yourself, it's like, wait a minute. What can I do with this? How can I apply it? Because you already said E-Myth. I told her, I'm like, you're not ready for E-Myth yet. But I will tell her uh, on Friday, we're doing a... Uh, a hats exercise. And I told him like, you need to write down every damn hat that you're wearing right now and every hat you're making them wear. And then we're going to have a hats game over lunch. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have little post-its and every little task or every, every, every responsibility that you're trying to build in your company. You got to make a list of like, here's what you have no problem handling. And here's what you want nothing to freaking do with. And we're going to, we're going to start tossing this shit around. I just want to see like who on our team with their strengths that we're going to review at 8:30 AM tomorrow morning, actually vibe with that. It's like, have mm-hmm. you been sending the wrong shit to the wrong person? There's yeah. something, right? Exactly. Maybe they're not vibing with that because that has nothing to do with their strength. Maybe you didn't realize that, holy shit, I should have been giving that to him, not her. And that thing I gave him, I should have gave her. Yep. So. Yep, 100%. And yeah. so that's what I realized. I got my mindset right. Mm. And then I and I started, so let me fast forward. Now, let me bring you to the present. So 2017, uh, 2016, I did uh, 40% greater than I did the year before. That's a four I, zero, I, I, right? Yeah, four <laughs> okay. zero, 40% increase in revenue and, and, and all that. And then this year we did 37% from greater than what we did last year. Very close. 
So it was, so it's this constant build. And here's what I found out. You know, when you build out the right team and you treat the people on your team like people and not robots, and you truly care about them, and you truly care about your clients, and you stay in your lane, and you do what you do best, and you delegate the rest, that's when everything becomes easier. Hmm. And you do your best and you delegate the rest. That's it. I like that. That's it. And so, and so fast forward, now I, I, I created a, a boutique agency. We have, I have a team of 16 people that work hmm. for me, all virtual. Share this puppy up again here. Yeah, all virtual. So I have my crews, my teams, um, that all are doing very specific tasks and we're able to help entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, really uh, small businesses really take their brand identity, their brand imaging, their brand positioning, and really make a name for themselves in their market. In and again, their- you said this earlier in the episode right here, this last sentence under why we do it, the quality of your brand will determine the quality of your clients. You yeah. said that verbatim, I believe. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you I, weren't, I mean, we didn't even have your website up. You just know your, you just know your stick, man. You got that's it. it. That's it. And, and at the end of the day, Scott, you know, the way I, the, uh, I'm a big firm, I'm a big follower of Simon Sinek. I got, a, I got to meet with him a couple of weeks ago at the uh, Synergy Global Forum in New York City at Madison Square Garden. Nice. And, for those of you guys that don't know who Simon Sinek is, definitely, definitely follow him. But he's he's wrote in the book, uh, what is it? Um, it starts with why. And basically the way I've taught all of my clients is people will buy your why before they buy your what or your how. And what I've gotten really, really good at is tying entrepreneurs' backstories to their business and that igniting their 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 progress their profits their engagement their customers everything just gets turned up because people buy their why they buy who they are what they stand for their authenticity and then they buy the product or service i love it man i i can't i've lost track cuz like i'm already i'm already i think you're going to be episode 140 so I just launched a show last year, <laughs> um, last September, actually. So I, I, I've lost track of how many times I brought up the value of why. And I have his site up here, startwithwhy.com, right there. That's Simon, right? So, That's it. So, That's I mean, it. Everyone, everyone has a why. And we've talked about the, the word why in so many different ways. And you just gave us one example. I've used this in, because uh, I'm, I'm a health and wellness nut. I've used it in that demographic. I've used it in just trying to help people understand like, dude, before you even, why why are you even trying to be an entrepreneur? Like what's your why behind that? Because here's my definition behind that. If you haven't taken the time to really, really define the why, not just the how, the what and who, but the why, when shit hits the fan, because it is repetitively, (laughs) I don't care who you are. You just gave us a powerful life story of what you guys went through. Crap is going to hit the fan. And here's the thing. If you've taken the time to rock solid that why, you have something to remind you about why you're going through that and why you're building this legacy or this brand or 
obviously, for example, you, man, you, everything you're doing to try and help people transform their brands, right? Mm -hmm. Through uniquedesigns.net. Like that's, and, and you launching the brand doctor podcast and everything you're doing, right? The book, right? You refuse to give up. I love that. I didn't even know about the book until you and I met on LinkedIn. It's on It's on the uh, Audible list now, FYI, just so you know. You, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Every time I bring a freaking author on, I can barely keep up, dude. I, I'm crushing Audible books because I travel so much. I'm doing as many Audible books as, as I can every week. I'm trying. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> thanks to the podcast, I don't know about you, man. I'm like, damn it, here's another author. Well, I, I had him <laughs> on the show. I got to listen to the book. And... I mean, luckily that was a secondary for you. So I didn't mind bringing you on before I read the book because, but if I literally just, this is all that person does is they're an author. I'm like, okay, you got to get me the book first nowadays. I've gotten to that point where I've had to filter because I'm like, I can't bring you on yet. I got to at least understand who you are, what you're doing with the book. Um, mm. To you, there's a whole lot more to you, dude, than just obviously refuse to give up. And you already gave us the backstory on that. And I love that because you and I geeked out about that before we even fired up the show today is transparency vulnerability, reminding people that there's human beings behind everything that we're doing. I love that. That's it. You know, and, and, and branding is all about feeling what people feel about you and what they say about you behind your back. I mean, that's truly what branding is. And, you know, you have to stand for something. People want to be confident in you. That's what they truly buy at the end of the day. They buy confidence. Mm -hmm. And if you can securely plant your two feet in the ground and say, this is what I stand for, this is what I believe in, and this is what I don't believe in, you're going to repel the people that you never want to work with ever in your life, and you're going to attract the people that make your life a beautiful day every single day. And that's what I needed to learn because in the beginning – I was doing everything for the wrong reasons. It was, let me show you how much better I am mm -hmm. than you. Where now it's, how can I help you create a better life for you? And I get the ultimate benefit out of that by watching you transform and live a happier life. And that is a, 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 a my sole driver. And, you know, just to wrap this up, you know, I truly believe that everyone that walks this planet has the opportunity to live the life of their dreams if they invest in themselves and in what they're passionate about, which is if it's a business or brand. I'm just here to guide you in the right direction. I like that. Well, hold on real quick on that, on that point. There's so many ways to go about this. I'd love to kind of get a couple of nooks and crannies on this, right? So I've talked all about how Vulnerability, transparency, we've already hit on that, right? And you're saying just you got to dig in. You got to invest in you. I'm a very big supporter of self-development, professional development. Hell, I've read the book on Law of Attraction. I've watched the the weird, quirky movie about it. Um, and I truly do believe in it, right? Jim Rohn's famous quote of, and he's old school, is like, you know, you are the product of the five people you spend the most time with. It's legit, dude. If you're stressed out, and the five closest people to you aren't vibing with you, you need to change the five people. I'm not saying you disown them. I'm not saying you, in this case, like you've been detached from your family, but I guarantee you found more people to surround yourself with that were going to help you level up. So in that goal that you just hinted at to our listeners, is there like one or two or even three like top things that, that you're throwing out there? Like, obviously we're here to obviously learn more about unique designs and who you are, but dude, this is part of who you are, dude. Like, 
Do you have any, a couple, like nowadays, not obviously where you were, because now you've learned so much. Is there, is there a couple, like two or three hacks that you can throw out there to help support what you just told our listeners? Yes, absolutely. You have to really get self-aware. You really need to understand who you are, why you're doing what you're doing, and and really understand your strengths and your weaknesses. Again, you you hit on it before. Focus on your strengths. Delegate your weaknesses. Focus on what you're grateful for. You can't be angry and grateful at the same time. Mm. And so whenever I get into a little pissy mood, I just go right into what am I grateful for today? I use the five-minute journal. If you don't use Great the app. Yep, I use the app I version got it. of it. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I've been using it for three freaking years. It's awesome. I mean, the quotes uh, need to be refreshed, but uh. a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> and then you know, I, I say to my, I, I say to all of you out there, you know, it all starts with your mindset. If you can can develop a strong mindset and just pump positivity into your head, right? I use a, I watch a, a YouTube channel called um, Power Thoughts. Hmm. check that out power, power thoughts. thoughts yep and it's a meditation uh youtube channel and i meditate before i go to bed and when i wake up and it's 15 minutes each and it is a a a way to start my day and it's a it's become a ritual it's become a ritual because what you put in here and i'm pointing at my head mm-hmm. is what's going to come out as uh, what's going to come out of your mouth, what's going to come out of your output of the day, what's going to draw the success to you, what's going to draw you to success. And so my biggest thing is this, and, and it's the title of my book. It's when you face adversity, it's not what happens to you. It's how you react to that. And you have to refuse to give up. Well, and again, for our video watchers, when they see this on YouTube, there's his book again, man. You got Crush Your Fears, Limiting Beliefs, Design the Incredible Life You Deserve. And right here in your content, as far as your text, you got You Can Control Your World, man. You can decide your future. I love your content. I love your messaging. And I'm I'm more than likely I'm going to love your book. I mean, obviously, fellow Jersey boy. Um, <laughs> so uh, obviously, dude, strong work, man. Dude, the backstory on this, I got way more out of this episode than I was expecting. And I know my listeners will too. And now they're your listeners as well. Uh, and actually, I already hinted at listeners. Let me zoom back out. Um, the Brand Doctor Podcast, how long has it been out there? Oh, my God. We're on episode 92, and it's only been out 90 days. Awesome. Really? Wait, how yeah. many episodes are you doing a week? Oh my God, about five or six. I got Evan Carmichael on tomorrow. Nice. Which is awesome. He, he has a, over a million followers on YouTube. Dude. And he pumps out, uh, I don't know if you follow him, but he pumps out the top 10. Okay. You got to check him out, Evan Carmichael. Evan awesome Carmichael. dude. He's, on- um, he's at him. I mean, as a guy who's been kind of building up my branding experience on that angle, it's like, yeah, Evan Carmichael. I'm going to yeah, follow awesome that guy. guy. Awesome guy. I love it. And again, back to our listeners, he already threw another tip out to you. Obviously, remember the whole start with why, you know, check check him out as well. I mean, obviously, he was a powerful speaker, and I'm really upset that I missed that event. Um, but then again, there's so many events these days. Like, I I don't know if you heard about uh, Thrive, Make Money Matter. That's a great event to go to every year. That's This was its third year. I was in Vegas, by the way, and left to, for the airport when the shootings happened. I was there that weekend. <sighs> Yeah, crazy. God. Like my Uber went by like five minutes before all that hell broke loose. So, um, my God, yeah, crazy. But 
big picture on Thrive Make Money Matters, it's about entrepreneurs teaching them how to build for purpose businesses and helping them understand that if you align yourself with purpose, you will succeed. You 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 can't fail with a for purpose business. Even if you are a for profit business, if you align yourself with a for purpose initiative along with the way, it just it fuels the fire. It ties everybody behind everything you're doing. Like I, I'm, I, I'm literally relaunching my uh, LLC for 2018 uh, with the for purpose model. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna hard code that there's gonna be a dead set percentage uh, every single year out of my income that comes in that will then go towards charity because I've been supporting charities for years anyway. But like I've never actually hard coded it. I was like, oh shit! Like you can't beat that kind of commitment, man. You hard code that in, even if it's just one percent. Hell, even if it's half a percent, depending on how much you generate as a company, like that, that could be a lot of money. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. We actually do that with um, United Dog Rescue in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. My nice. buddy actually established it last year. I went down there. I, I took a tour of the place. I loved it. Um, we donated a fence. We donated food. We, we donate X amount of profits per month yeah. um, to them because I, I love dogs. I've always loved dogs. I love animals. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was just a beautiful thing that my, that my friend down there did. And I said, I want to become part of it. And so it's even on my website, it says it right there, you know, a portion of the profits do go to, uh, United. Dog See, you, oh yeah, actually I did notice that on the bottom left-hand corner, actually to, just to give them some plugs. I'm going to reshare that again. United dog rest, you guys right here on the, when I mean, you scroll down on his website, I'm going to zoom in a portion of our revenue is donated to a nonprofit that is close to Henry's heart. United dog rescue. I love that. Nonprofit 51C3. And you can visit them, listeners, to uniteddogrescue.org. Yeah, you can just click on that. It'll link right to their site. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I'm going to drive some traffic to their site, you know, throw a little <laughs> plug there. Um, well, so Henry, man, thanks for all this energy today. Thanks for your backstory. Um, I want to give you a proper goodbye. So hang tight when we actually end this episode and uh, before I got to hop on to the next episode. But, uh, you, you already kind of left a positive message, but there is that final words we hinted at, and you can reiterate that for our listeners if you want, but what are your final words of the show, man? Like, what do you want them to kind of take away out of all of this that we discussed today? At the end of the day, guys, here's what I want you to do. I want you to raise your standards. That's what I want you to do. Because we're only on this world, we're only in this world and only on this earth for two minutes when you look at the big picture. Hmm. Wow, man. That's that's powerful. <laughs> Listeners, he just hit it, man. Henry Kaminsky, raise your standards. Okay, life is short. Get after it. And in the meantime, while you're along that path, check out uniquedesigns.net with a Z. All right? <laughs> so, Henry, hang tight. To our listeners, that is another, I'm going to go ahead and, and promote the hell out of it, powerful Live the Fuel podcast episode. Henry Kaminsky brought the power. He brought the story. He brought the transparency. He brought the vulnerability I loved his backstory today. Again, life is short, ladies and gentlemen. So as I've said it before on many episodes, keep living the fire of epic life. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to this show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And get us yet the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. 
Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle. And two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there and you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D-A-V-I-D, studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's, I believe, pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour or more importantly just go to fiverr like i did but if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering this is your guy so again guys i'll let you get back to your day thanks again for listening to live the fuel we'll talk to you guys again soon thank you for listening to live the fuel visit us at livethefuel.com stay connected on facebook twitter instagram and more at live the fuel live the fired up epic life hashtag live the fuel